Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to recap the final week of the regular season for 2023 and 2024 season. And boy, it was a good one. Ups and downs, roller coasters all around. But as always, before we jump into it, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment what y'all thought on the year. Comment what y'all thought on your team's performance this year. And just the mayhem that followed on week 18. Let us hear it all. I'm Paul Pickle-Winham, and I'm joined with... You already know, man. It's your boy, Kev. Water voice is boy, a.k.a. the Dom T. White, a.k.a. Real Sango Free. Yeah, this shit was bonkers, Paul. Week 18 is exactly what we said it was going to fucking be. Yeah, I mean, it was a hell... It was, I mean, it, the, the tone was set week one with the Lions being the Chiefs. Facts. Game one, week one, and it's only right that, like, it ended... Some with teams fumbling at the, the finish line, teams that no one expected, so securing their spot, legacies being started, the whole the whole nine yards. I feel like, but like, yeah, I mean, great season, and a, a shout out to us. We didn't miss a week this season. We was here for every single turn, nook and cranny. You already know how we coming. Come on now. Definitely was half asleep a lot, a lot this season, but we made it. Hey, bro, it's crazy, though. To me, I'd be losing to a motherfucker that's one eye open half the time. Oh, I'd be telling you. I'd be putting in the stats, the, the extra hours, all the uh, reading, all the books, and then that boy kept. You know, give me the Eagles. <laughs> I, I, I'd be telling people that all the time. Like, yo, bro, I want you to I understand me and Stephen A. Smith, like, the difference between me and Stephen A. Smith is that, like, Stephen A. Smith doesn't do this faded. And then he gets a good night's sleep before every, before all this. Every time, bro, that boy Kevin getting the – Kevin, give me the Eagles. Right. I mean, the Eagles three games ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talking Chargers Browns right now. I was, tell, I was telling the boys in the office, they was bothering me today, and I was like, no, bitch, I'm leaving. I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to go enjoy this fucking podcast later. <laughs> I uh, know. I mean, some of it we get to enjoy it. Uh, a lot. Of, I mean, Black Monday has passed, as some people call it, and it's Tuesday as of this recording. So, like, we're sitting here enjoying it, Kev. But we got to start right into it before we hop into slate. One of the hottest topics around right now is what coach got a job and what coach don't got a job. We got a couple firings. Your Atlanta Falcons got rid of Arthur Smith after his third full season. Um, Bill Belichick's on the hot seat, possibly, but the other ones, Ron Rivera, he he got the boot. We all knew that was gonna happen eventually. Um, a little it took a little longer than it should have. And then the bigger, the biggest shock of all to a lot of people is uh, Mike Vrabel for the Titan. So we can't spend a lot of time on all of them. I doubt we spend any time on Ron Rivera. We all knew this was coming, but like out of the uh Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith, which one do you want to start with, Kev? You know, those are both my guys. You know, me and both, Coach yeah. Brable. We are both pro Smith and Brave on the show. Yeah, me and Coach Brave were like this, man. Like, I don't you know that. So, like, this was, um, I wasn't expecting the Coach Brave one. I mean, the Falcons' entire um fan base wanted um Arthur Smith gone, but it was really just because, and I'm not mad at it because I don't think that Arthur Smith was probably like genuinely deserving to get fired, but he was already like teetering. And we were going to be okay until the implosion. And we lose four of our last five. Like, 
We lose to, and we're not losing the good teams. We're losing to the Bears, the Panthers, the Bucks, the Saints. Like these are not good teams we're losing to. So like, this is what it is at the end of the day. So like, at least he left standing on business. Cuss the fuck out of Dennis Allen. Like at least he left standing on business. The best part of that video is when Arthur Smith's walking up talking shit. The black coach behind Arthur Smith walking past is saying, bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> A drive yeah. by bitch ass motherfucker as he's walking past. I'm telling you, so I'm just like, hey man, it is what it is at the end of the day. We we appreciate it, Coach Coach Um Arthur Smith. If we had just started stacking wins, we would have been able to motherfucking do the damn thing. But It'd be like that. But yeah, I'm more I'm more just like dumbfounded at this Coach Babel um, move. Because like, I understand it. The team didn't do well. I didn't expect it. But I'm not mad at it because I didn't expect them to do fucking great next season either. See, uh, Arthur Smith, our guy, Mike Braber, our guy, uh, wish Arthur Smith was back. His the one, like you said, I can understand. And it was someone else pointing out to me like, hey, the GM and the ownership drafted three stallions in the past three years. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson. And for whatever reason, Arthur Smith just chooses to, like, split reps with Kyle Pitts with fucking uh, Jonu Smith. Uh, Drake mm-hmm. London, I mean, elite run blocker. Just uh, He is definitely wide receiver one, but it's just there's not many looks. And then as B. John, Arthur Smith multiple times this season when asked why you're not using him was basically like, I, like, I'm not here to play fantasy football. I'm gonna use the people I want, like when I want to use them type shit. So like, but if your ownership, you do gotta look at it. Like, we spent three first round picks on these three like fucking stallions, and for whatever reason, they're not getting utilized. So, yeah, definitely. Someone, when someone broke that to me, I was like, you know, I am still Arthur Smith. He did it. He did the best he could with what he had, but that yeah, doesn't make sense. Point. Yeah, I just think it was all good until the um the implosion. The yeah, if if y'all would have been like playoff bound right now because y'all didn't fumble a couple games along the way, I, I don't think he gets fired. And I also think if we had, even if we didn't make the playoffs, but we just won these games against these teams, like we're <laughs> up against the Bucks, we're up against the Panthers. Now after that, then I think after that, that's when the locker room was lost. Cause you just got you just um team scored with you on 16 seconds left. The other team, you guys only scored nine points. No, you guys only scored seven points, so you lost to a team that scored nine. Like, yep. it is what it is at the end of the day. The other coach, Mike Rabel, what the fuck did they think he was gonna do with the team they gave him? Like, if you like legitimately, who sat there and was like, Yeah, this team must go to the playoffs or Rabel's ass is grass? It's like Bruh, Will like, Levis they, out they, there. Literally, and the team, they they haven't improved at all. Like, this team, we literally watched this team be a team that could beat the Patriots in, this, in the playoffs. Then we watched this team be a team that could be number one in the motherfucking um, conference. And they fucking got bounced out first round of playoffs. And this team's gotten worse ever since. Motherfucking A.J. Brown, after getting rid of A.J. Brown. Defense has been deteriorating. Yeah, this nigga needs fucking... to get fired. It's the GM that got rid of AJ Brown when Mike Vrabel clearly wanted to keep him. And mm-hmm. then D Hop's not a bad pickup, but halfway through the season, they got rid of Kevin Beard, 
they're like all pro safety. The only all pro left on the defense, and like they trade him halfway through the year to the Eagles, and it's like this team didn't want to win. Like, like the coach going to do so much. How are you blaming the coach? Like this, this right. took y'all to three three straight playoffs where the Titans were uh, bottom feeders, and then um, now the last two seasons when you're rebuilding, it, um, he doesn't get y'all to the promised land, and now it's his fault. I don't know. I April is going to be a great pickup somewhere else. Facts, like literally, we walked into this bitch when we started a podcast. He was coaching here, motherfucking. That next year, they broke the record in injuries and still made the playoffs. Like, um, and then you lose your offensive coordinator. He gets hired to the Falcons, and it's still like, come on now. But hey, it is what it is. He's saying everybody's saying he's number one for the Patriots job right now, but we'll see. Yeah, Bill Belichick's got to get fired, but also I heard Jerron Mayo might be the back the the coach if he's gone. But Vrabel, now that he's open, is definitely not out of the question either. Uh, others they used to play over there. Yeah, former Patriots and stuff. You know, the boys run through a wall for that. Um, the other kind of big topic right now is is basically like who made the playoffs and who didn't make the playoffs. Uh, and one of them is the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that was sitting at eight and three head of the division. One of the best teams in the NFL, uh, AFC at least, um, a really scary sight. Trevor Lawrence gets banged up. He chooses to not sit and he kind of keeps forcing himself back every single week. And now we're like I said, eight and three. And now the Jaguars sitting at nine and eight. And out of the playoffs because they lost to the Tennessee Titans, Mike Vrabel led squad. On the final week, all they had to do was beat this. What was it? weren't they like four and twelve at the time? Beat like this four win Titans team to go on. Yeah, I, know, I think they finished the season like five and eleven or something like that. Yeah, well, uh, it's five and twelve. There's no longer the sixteen games, but yeah. Oh yeah, same, same shit though. Same yeah. shit. You're yeah. not you're not making noise with either four or five wins. But yeah, I mean, I like I saw this shit as well. Clown Town Jags, you pulled it out. Y'all pulled them out out of nowhere. I mean, I'm not mad at Trevor Lawrence for playing. I mean, because if you think that you're that much better than your backup, it is what it is. If you want to keep getting your reps, it is what it is. I'm just shocked that this defense let that. Um, I think that's what a lot of people are talking about. I don't think this defense has been showing up during these last couple of games. They like. The offense fucking up is um the offense fucking up is a big deal, but I think the fact that like Trevor Lawrence could throw three picks in a playoff game and still win was because his defense always kept them in games. I don't know if this defense really kept them in games during these last months. And like we said, you know motherfuckers are here to play spoiler. We were literally saying, yo, I think I think Mike Brave was gonna come in this bitch and they're gonna sit there like, yo, I'm not going, so you're not going either. And you could just see their faces after the fucking game. And you can just see their faces like Doug Peterson is sick. Mike Davis over here trying not to laugh, smiling and shit. Like, you feel me? Yeah, like, you know, this man, Mike Davis, gonna get, he's gonna, he pretty much is, he pretty much got the last one, got the last laugh in the division. He's about to go fucking, he's about to, I feel, they say fire, but I really feel like it was a, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. It's either like, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. Yeah, if y'all don't like me, I don't like y'all either type shit. I feel like that's probably how they, the terms they ended on. And now he's about to get the um the Patriots job, which isn't a good job now, but it might be in a few years. Yeah, and uh, I mean during the picks, I was talking about how the Bucks what are they known for fumbling and bumbling their seasons away prior to Tom Brady, and I completely I know like it was they had me looking over here 
so I wouldn't look over there. So and I forgot about the Jaguars, just a fucking two and a half hour drive north of Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, and they're known for the exact same shit. And of course, the notorious bird, like. And you're right, the defense hasn't been showing up, but like, there's only so much the defense can do. Like, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. has seven interceptions in his last four games. There's only yeah, so terrible. much you can do to make up for that. Yeah, that's terrible for sure. But um, yeah. So yeah, let me not even try to attempt to put it all on the defense. I'm glad you said that. But I do remember like Trevor Lawrence having bad games in the past, and the defense was all they had to um, like hold them make down. up for it. Yeah, so if a defense is already like going through it, and on top of that, you're fucking putting them in terrible positions and putting them back on the fucking field, they're not gonna eat. Uh, we might have to look into it. Might be the Josh Allen curse. It might be like only one Josh Allen in the NFL is allowed to ball out at a time. That's so funny because I remember when they played the Bills and Josh Allen, we were saying this is we got the real Josh, but he went on a streak after that. Like I do remember that. Same, yeah. Thinking like, it, now that Josh Allen, Allen is back to his winning ways, the last few weeks, Jags defense kind of has been really. Where's Josh Allen at? He took that Josh Allen mojo. <laughs> only one Josh. It's a Josh Allen curse right now. Only one Josh Allen's allowed. You know, like this town's only big for one of us, like one of them. <laughs> Um, and then uh, I guess the final chunk of news. I mean, I'm gonna let you pick which one it is. Is it the Bills, Dolphins, or is it the Texans, Colts? Definitely the Texans, Colts. The Texans fucking clinch. Big one more time, yeah, one more time. If you didn't hear it in the back, H Town clinched the AFC Championship this motherfucker. You know, AFC South Championship this motherfucking weekend and. I understand Tyler Goodson's your favorite player, Paul. But that was crazy, bro. I felt for, when he dropped that shit. I really felt for him. I was like, bro, he's he's not gonna be the same. He's gonna leave a part of him on the field with that one. I mean, you. This is when you make the argument should he have been on the field in the first place. See that? It does make that's sense. never that that goes both ways. Yeah, it does. It makes it makes the most sense though, because if John Jonathan Taylor is in this position, they have four people staring at him versus like Tyler Goodson was there, so nobody cared, and he dropped that bitch. The Colts lose on a fourth and one on the what, like the ten yard line, six. Like you're really close in the red zone. They needed to score a touchdown though, so it didn't matter. And, And they were driving. So Garnu Garnu was doing his thing. He was Jimmy. And I mean, there's so many different this this game was a game. There's so many different different things that went down on this game to kind of make it go down like the way it did. I think CJ I think more than anything, CJ Stroud is a dog. The I, dog is the dogs. I text you, best rookie season I've ever laid my eyes on personally. I seen it and I'm just like I mean, I wanted to text you back, like, oh no, bro, I seen a few like rookie rookies, like Cam Newton and them boys, but I'm just like, nah, pure passing, just different. Just different. Then you gotta remember, like, it's Nico Collins, Robert Woods, like, this is like, you ever remember, remember the Christmas movie? It was like the, the Forgotten Toy Island or something. Like, that's what they got over there. Why is this is like, yeah, we you was once something on the Rams. You was once something over here. Um, no one wanted to pay you anymore. You got stuck with Houston, buddy. Have fun in Houston. 
And that shit sounded so bad last year. Like, oh, yeah, death sentence. Dalton Schultz, Dallas Cowboys, they didn't want to pay him. They sent him to the ugly cousin across the street. Even Brandon Cooks got the fuck up out of there. Like, you're like, yeah, bro, I'm not dealing with this. And then Tank Dell, was he like a sixth rounder? Like, this wasn't this the pre- this wasn't the premium. This wasn't Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers or Quentin Williams or, or Quentin Johnson. I mean, and they and that's why I think it was one of the best. And like you, you can say Patrick Mahomes, you can say Joe Burrow. They weren't first years; those were second years. They got hurt or sat. Um, and then but Cam Newton's a great another like in the last ten years, I think, or last like 10, 15 years. Cam Newton's probably the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head that's like, yeah, he was that guy. Oh, yeah. But yeah, even Kevin Newton, but he had some decent rookies. He had Kevin Benjamin, and then he had um, can't remember who his other receiver was. Steve Smith. Steve um, Smith. So yeah, he had there was that. It's just that one, that one throw he made off the back foot, just like a flick, and it was a, it was a, a air, it was like a fifteen yard. It was nothing too crazy deep, and it just under Nico Collins caught that fucker. I was like, wow, that that's that was an interception. I saw it. Yeah, I mean, this game went back and forth all day. Jonathan Taylor broke for, I think, what was it, like a 44-yard touchdown. That had the coach lit. Then they did the um, – big plays, too. Then they did the um, they did the two-point conversion with the pick the, the pick and pop play, and I was just like, oh, y'all boys just really got something. Hold on. Minshew over here doing his little shimmy and shit. It was a great game. I mean, CJ Stroud at the show is nuts because I think the coach defense was stepping up until those last couple of drives, because that's when CJ Stroud gave no fucks. What do you go for, like six for six, 53 yards type shit on yeah. the last drive? Just walking that pitch down. But, but the fucking kicker misses a field goal, and then you watch Gardner Minshew bringing this bitch down like, oh, fuck, they might do the damn thing. And then it gets the fourth. They call the timeout. You look over at Steve Sark, um, whatever his name is, and um, the coach is looking at Garner talking about something. This, that's on you. We had this. I'm like, bro, don't do him like that. You got to. And then next thing you know, Tyler Gibson drops it and the game over. I know the entire coach's locker room was sick when they got in that bitch. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, I I was in the moment. It's like, why the fuck is JT not on the field? He has 188 rushing yards. Like, he's doing the whole thing himself for the Colts offense. But then you, the point you made is the perfect example on why. It's the, it's like the sneak attack where you we got you looking over here, not looking over here. And that's exactly what they had going. It's just Garnu should have put that on the chest, but it was on – he could have caught it still at the end of the day. I, yeah. feel, I feel for him, but, yeah, it goes a little bit of both ways. Yeah, it could have been a better ball for sure, but, like, it was a decent ball. Yeah, especially in the moment. This isn't like a random second down in the first quarter where you don't we forget about and move on. This is the game on the line. Uh, but before we have to move on, it, uh, shout out to Yeah, I was I a couple to... things to hit on real quick. Yeah, up, super quick, super quick on that. It was um, they missed a lot of throws. I felt like I feel like that was the difference between them and the Texans. The Texans were a newer team, but the Texans gelled well. This is the, the Texans are a younger team, but they gelled a lot well, well better than um, the Colts were because there was a touchdown to Moali Cox. So like, bro, right over here, just like they missed a few ease, a few throws that could have changed the entire momentum of the game, and that ended up having to settle for field goals. And uh, JT one eighty eight a touchdown. He had a great game. 
Uh, literally, you rarely see a running back have more rushing yards than passing yards for the team. Um, but that's what happened for the Colts. Uh, C.J. Stroud is going to be the focal point for the Texans because he should be. This is a fucking rookie with that's breaking the records for like pass interception ratio for a rookie uh, yard. Like he's just on the same run. Led the team to the fucking playoffs when they were probably projected four total wins this whole season. And uh, through for thousand, he's like the fourth or fifth person ever do that. Yeah. And but out of all the people that did it, by far the better pass interception ratio. By far, he only had like a one percent interception ratio, which was insane. Um, all they said the last person to do that was Aaron Rodgers when his MVP season. Oh, uh, Nico Collins, shout out him nine catches, 195 yards, and a touchdown. That's going to go unnoticed because of everyone's talking about CJ Stroud, but 195 on nine catches and a touchdown is absolutely insane. Um, if I was, was yeah, if I was to ask you, go Kev, where did Nico Collins or uh Nico Collins tank that Rob Woods, any of these guys, I'm pretty sure it's Nico Collins. I, I think he was the leading receiver for this team. Where do you think he finished on the uh on the year for receiving yards? Or oh, just like ranking wise, like top top I fifty. Thought gonna, I thought you were gonna ask me what college you went to. I was about to say boy. Oh no. But, um, but um, I don't think he finished too high just off the fact that, like, Tank Duff and them boys were um, splitting a lot of reps. But I would expect him to finish, like, maybe top 20. Yeah, like, that's just said, like, Tank Duff had a couple weeks. He was the guy. Uh, uh, Robert Woods was originally the guy. He's had his targets all year. Nico Collins emerged as the guy. Noah Brown had, like, a three-week period where he was catching, like, 150 a game. Dalton Schultz had his own thing going on. Nico Collins ends the year with 80 catches, 1,300 yards, and eight touchdowns. Oh, wow. Uh, eighth in the league on yardage. Uh, wow. I didn't know they was throwing it to him because Tank Dell was getting the love. That, I that's what I – when I saw the eight, I saw where he ranked eighth. In the, and then all of a sudden it's like the other guys aren't too far behind. It's like the other guys are all also in the top 50. It is a little further down the totem pole. Wow, shout out them boys. Shout out that Texas offense. They did something this year. Yeah, but yeah, that's all I'm like. We can't spend too much time, but just real quick, I have to pinpoint it. 1300 yard eighth fantasy football is going to look crazy next year because who knows? Maybe maybe this guy's going to be a, a, one of the top guys you're drafting. Or is it Tank Dell because they got that, that chemistry? First game on the slate Steelers, Ravens. We were both on the Ravens here. Uh, Tyler, oh, like I think I swayed you into the Ravens with the idea of it's Tyler Huntley. I got to double check. You might took Steelers. But I'm just uh pulling it up, but Ravens. Oh yeah, you took Steelers. I took Ravens. Uh, seventeen ten. Mason. I mean, there was a lot of defense on both sides. I know the Steelers got the win, secured the playoffs. Shout out Steelers. Mike Tomlin, ten and seven with this ragtag team. But TJ Watt looks like he might be might be he's hurt. Out. Yeah, he might yeah, be hurt out for a couple weeks now. Yeah, he's done, kid. He's done done. I'm not not mean like done done, but like yeah, he's not nah. So it's you won, you secured it, but at what cost? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. Mike like they say, Mike Tomlin doesn't have no losing seasons. I'm just still continuing to be shocked at how this offense looks so much better under Mason Rudolph. Than it does under um, Kenny Pickett. Deontay, uh, the, the, 
Fucking Deontay Johnson was cutting up. George Pickens low-key has had a good season himself. Uh, but Najee Harris, the running team, that's my whole thing. It's the running backs are actually eating. Like, Najee Harris, is, I, I don't know if he's handing the ball off better. I don't know what's going on. But they is the running backs is running, setting up the play action, and the defense is playing Steelers defense. Facts. And Kenny Pickett is upset over there. That boy was definitely um cleared the play. But, hey, man, you just feed the hot hand. You're not bigger than the logo on your chest. That's real. And that's especially big in Steeler territory. Uh, Ravens, though, this wasn't a game they had to win. They're going to stick here. But how do you feel about uh, now that the Steelers are in it? They're, I want to say, the seventh seed, right? So they're going to be taking on the Bills, I think, week one. Or not week one, but for uh, the first week of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm double checking. Yeah, my phone not working right now, but I'm 99% sure that's how it goes. Is that a, is that a matchup you think that Mike Tomlin's feeling good about? I don't think there's any matchup that Mike Tomlin fears. He knows that they have they come in and they play Steeler football and they try to win games. But um, that's just the best way. I'd leave it at that right there. I think um. I think they're going to come in and try to play this game. They're going to come in and make this game close. But this Bills team is rolling. But we're not even going to get into that until the, yeah, um, until next week. I know, I know. But it was just uh, someone pointing out that, hey, the, the Ravens have been undefeated against all these other top teams except for the Steelers and Browns. So, like, maybe does AFC North know what they're doing if they can make it? I like two, I like two out of the three teams to make it to next, to next round. And one of them has a first-round bye, so that's what I'm saying or something. We talked Texans Colts Saturday. Let's get into Sunday. Bucks beating Panthers nine to zero. This was an ugly game. Defense on both sides. Baker and them secure themselves a fucking division championship. I I text a lot of people. I was like, honestly, the Saints should be division winners, but the Panthers are just that fucking shitty. Yeah, I mean. The same fun to beat, yeah, because they did beat the Bucks straight up, and then they beat. They still it would be number and one, and now they're not that's... even in the playoffs, uh, at all. Uh, but it, it, and they played their best game of the season. That was the whole thing. I was like, bro, y'all playing the best game of y'all career, and it don't even matter because the Panthers fucking suck right now. Nah, it's back. And I don't think they lost too many close, close games. They definitely lost a couple one score games, but there weren't a million games where they like missed a field goal or something like that. So I think, oh, it's very interesting. I mean. The Panthers are terrible. The Bucks, they're terrible, but just a slightly less terrible than the Panthers. They fucking won. They fucking I don't even think they went. They went two and fifteen. They're the first team in like a hundred years to have back to back zero point games. Oh, that's crazy. We're talking about black and white. Their helmets were just some leather strap, but fucking we're talking about back then. Yeah, it was bad, man. But hey, man, shout out the Bucks, our our 2024 NFC South champion. Yeah, nine and eight. Who would have thought? Oh, That's, and Alex, you, you're not in the group chats. There's no, I'm eating a lot of shrapnel for our our NFC South standings picture. Oh, but I'm in the you see, you're not. You're in the Instagram group chat, but you know, Instagram. But like, oh, so oh, you nah. you began but it too? Alex, Alex, make sure to drop that in the chat. I was just looking like, well, 
see what happened was <laughs> Gator's the only one that's looking credible. Yeah. <laughs> I really had the Panthers at number two. That's crazy. Uh, Our next game on the slate, Bengals, Browns, 31-14. Bengals, ha- I think it was like 31-0 at one point before the Browns go on and score some points. But, yeah, we should. I just didn't know that. I don't know if you saw the clip. I didn't know Jake Browning was like – I didn't know Jake Browning uh, had it like that on and off the field. So, shout out my boy Jake Browning and a big win for that guy. I'm crying. What clip? You ain't see you ain't see his girl in the stands. Oh, she bad. That boy has it on and on. He won it no matter what the score says on that scoreboard. I would cry. You know me. I'm gonna look her up after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, said they're like, I apologize. I didn't know. I didn't know you. you I was, I was like, in the way again, bro. I'm telling you, bro. It was the number one, bro. I mean, we're not gonna get too deep in it. We're gonna stay professional on the podcast. But bro was the number one college court. Bro was the number one high school quarterback in California history. Like. Bet you there was a lot of pussy to swimming or I swimming out there. <laughs> he was living, yeah, he's living kind of nice there. He, that's something yeah. you can fall back on right there. Yeah, like I feel like there's a good like, hey, you know, I, you know, I was a quarterback at blah 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 high school back in back in 2018. <laughs> Cali too. That's one of the big three. That's like the one of the holy trifectas of uh, high school football. And think about the motherfuckers that come out of Cali, like motherfucking Aaron Rodgers, probably Joe Montana. Like, there's a lot that, like, I was when I saw that you're the number one, you have all the state records. I'm like, wait, you understand how many nice niggas come out of your state? And you're the best ever. You know, like, literally. On paper, right now, you the best ever. That's when I, that's why I got so mad when I found out dude was just sitting on the bench. What the fuck? you. I got so mad. Like, I was like, why is he on the bench? He can play. He understands the system. Why is he on the bench when Joe Burrow is playing injured? Yeah. And, I mean, look at him. Like, they beat the fuck out of the Browns. Don't get me wrong. We were both wrong on that. We both – I think we yeah, – we, no, we both took the Bengals, actually. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think we took the Bengals. But uh, it was because they were sitting everybody. But, I mean, 31 no, still exactly. 31. Joe Mixon looked like he was back to his former self. I think this this if they were going to the playoffs, this is good for the team. But like it's crazy to say, like they went nine and eight. The whole AFC North went above five hundred, but the Bengals are not making the playoffs at nine and eight. Um, then the the Browns fucking eleven and six. They're ready for the playoffs. They said that my boy Joe Flacco get a day of rest. Telling you. The boys know what they're doing. Kevin Stefanski. It wasn't for D'Amico Ryan's Kevin Stefanski coaching you. I see. This is when I feel like I, the two, two, two awards. I want multiple awards. Bro. I want them both. Uh, coaching, what they did was coaching, absolutely astounding. Yeah, like co-coach of the year. Like most, most impressive coach. <laughs> yeah, I want coach of the year and most impressive coach. Right? But yeah, shout out them boys. Um. Bengals nine and eight don't make the playoffs. That's just still crazy to me because I would love to see how Jake Browning and them like I would love the story to continue for them boys. They would have caught a nice matchup too. I bet you they would have caught a good because they match up. You know how good Bengals defense is solid, good secondary, great interior line, D line, and then Jake Browning <laughs> getting into his rhythm with his receivers and Joey. And they always play. They always play their best football in the playoffs. 
Yeah, that make no sense, bro. I, I guess, like it's it sucks. If this is another year, nine and eight gets them into gets them at least to the dance. Yeah. Next game, one of my best bets: Lions beating the Vikings thirty to twenty. This was never in doubt. This was an ass whooping early. Like I said, this was a banner game, bro. They put the banner on the fucking on the roof. First time in thirty years, there was no reason for the starters to be playing, especially for as long as deep was. But out there, it was just balling, bro. It was just another fucking Sunday for Dan Campbell and the boys. Hey, don't get me wrong. It was at cost. Sammy reports. I don't know what when he got injured, but he did get hurt. So that's going to be something that you're going to be missing in the playoffs. But, like, yeah, like you said, Pablo, this was a banner game. They came in ready to um, fuck shit up. They were fucking bulldozing this team for most of the game. And the – yeah, they had Jesse Jefferson frustrated. He ended up scoring the touchdown at the end when they got the garbage time scores to make the um, game a little closer. But yeah, this Lions team is ready for the playoffs. That's just what I, that was my takeaway from the entire game. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Uh, at least because it was like Dan Campbell, Arthur Smith, and Mike Vrabel. So that was like the trio of coaches. And I'm just happy at least my boy, uh, we got at least one of them for next season for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm going to have to throw Doug Peterson in there next year. <laughs> yeah, Dougie P might get kind of hot if Trevor Lawrence does the same shit again. Um, nice. But, yeah, Lions are ready. I'm on St. Brown, dyed his hair blue. That boy ready for the playoffs. He is nice. He is so nice, bro. Monroe, St. Brown. He's not people. Not many people are going to talk about the season he had this year, but Brett is nice. He, Every time yeah. I watch him, like half man. Half amazing and a half. And for the first, and it's going to be Detroit Lions versus the Rams for the first round of the playoffs. Matthew Stafford's trip back to Detroit. Yeah, I'd say that's fun. That's a really, two teams playing some really good football right now. I said it on my Twitter. If y'all didn't get to see it, it was the video. I'm on St. Brown, dyed his hair blue, and did his little little cutie boy pose in the pictures. <laughs> my dad. They finna get beat the fuck up after I saw that video. They, <sighs> they is just toast. That's all I'm saying. I didn't let it be. This is a hell of a you know. Uh, Jets Patriots seventeen three. Jets win. I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. I didn't watch this game at all. I didn't watch a single snap. This game meant absolutely nothing to me come Sunday. <laughs> I'm crying. It was um. It was a red zone game. It falls up on the red zone. It was a red yeah. zone game. It was one of those. Yeah, I popped up on the red zone a few times, and then I just saw um Bill wearing a fucking three hundred layers, and then fucking walking off the Patriots field, which looked like for the last time. And I don't know what he said to Robert Sala. It looked like they said, "Fuck you." Right. Do you remember that clip of Shannon Sharp when he was leaving uh, Undisputed? He was like, "When you lay your head at night." I just want you to think that I gave it everything I had. That That's how I feel about Bill Belichick. Like, at the end of the day, I don't think he ever tried to tank. If, it, like, if anything, he was trying to cheat to win, even when he didn't have to. Like, for games that didn't yeah. that man was cheating to win that game. And Kristen Gonzalez didn't get hurt, and Matthew Judon didn't get hurt, and this defense could have stayed as elite as, they, as I think Bill Belichick thought in his head they was. We might yeah. be talking about a – Mac Jones may still have a job. 
and the Patriots are teetering on playoff contention. Which is quite crazy, but it is what it is. And Shout out to the Patriots. Shout yeah. out to Bill Belichick for the career. And I'm hearing that the Jets are thinking about um, trading on Zach Wilson. I don't know for what. Yeah, but... But I don't know what you get with that, bro. That's the fucking Volkswagen that from 30 years ago. Yeah, you made it seem like it was like Jared Goff being traded for Matthew Stafford. Like, no, nobody's doing that. Nobody is doing that. That shit ain't even showing up to the dealership. It's breaking down, right? <laughs> Literally, like, I don't know who was buying in on that, but somebody has to, I guess. Uh, next game, Saints-Falcons, Saints 48-17. It was a ball game. Saints were down. I think it was like 14-7 before some fuck-ups started happening. <laughs> it, was, it was 17-17 at um, halftime. It was 17. Yeah, but before that, I want to say, yeah, it was 14-7 in the first quarter. And then I want to say that's when Heineke threw the interception. Heineke didn't play. You, um, Not Heineke. Was, uh, Riddler. The, the fucking Riddler himself. Yeah, I mean, it was a bad Because he started hot. Bad. He started, well, it was also B. John padded his stats for that 70-yard touchdown. But it was like yeah. for seven, was- 150 yards, two touchdowns. I was like, God damn, he cooking. Yeah, he he looked good for the first two um, drives. He, they drove it down the first drive. They did a good job. I mean, we looked good in the beginning, as usual. Like we, not as usual, but we looked good. We looked um, competitive. But Jameis Winston gave them boys one of them talks at halftime because they came out ready. And it's Coach Winston. And then the worst part was is the fucking the, – the, um, the play, like the knee that they they called the audible, especially to a random score, which led to um, – the argument afterwards, and I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Dennis Allen's like man, it's football, it's football. Stop crying. Like now he's in this bitch. Like I understand, man. I understand. I didn't I even call it. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, oh damn. Now, now I don't feel bad because fuck the Saints, but now we look like we're in the wrong. Like, but that's like you taking like your homeboy did the did the dirt, and you getting in trouble with your mama, and she calling you a dumbass, and you're saying that like I did. <laughs> I, I told him not to do this. I, I literally told him not to do this. Literally. I told him what I, I told him what I do is walk and need his bitch to go home. But James Winston like, said ISO 91 up the gut. <laughs> but it's also on um, it's also on them boys because like it's also on us too, because why did we throw an interception back in that got stopped at the one? Like Hey, I won the funniest tweets of Sunday. What? Oh, no, it was Monday, actually, because it was after the game. We got the post-interview and everything. And after Winston had told the media, like, yeah, they called it, but, like, we took we, we took a talk as a team. Yeah, and, it was a team decision. Yeah, we did. I mean, basically, fuck that guy. We're going to do what we're going to do. But one of the quote we tweet for that clip was because um, Winston has said, like, yeah, it was already, like, 41-17. Uh, it wasn't really a big deal, so, like, yeah, like you already put forty one on you, like it's gonna be forty eight. No big thing. And he was like, yeah. people were like, "Damn, bro!" He basically said, "Like the first forty one ain't make you mad. Forty eight <laughs> make you mad. Like that's what pissed you off. <laughs> the first forty one you was fine with, though." But yeah, no, like Saints. Derek Carr had four touchdowns, two sixty four. He had only six incompletions. 
Someone named Kendra Miller apparently plays for the Saints, Kev. I don't know if you know that. But Kendra Miller had a ball game, too, with a couple of touchdowns. Um, the defense balled out. And the worst part is they look hot. They look red fucking hot on the couch. Because they ain't going nowhere <laughs> after this week. <laughs> What is Stallions <laughs> crib? Arthur Smith ain't got a job, but he's he's hosting the party. The boy got dressed up. The boy got dressed up for the big dance, and uh, the the date canceled on him. Man, they said, and they're watching the Instagram story. They see the date at the dance, right? Ah, with the butts. Yeah, they they got the text. I don't feel too well. I think it's COVID. And they see on Instagram two hours later, bro. Oh, old girl at the dance. That's crazy. Throwing that ass back. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to the Saints, bro. I know, I know, Kev, it's, uh, to you, it's just another rebuilding season. So, like, no harm, no foul. But being no, Saints really, fans, bro, they spent like $100 million on Derek Carr and some pieces around him. No, that's real. I don't think it was a rebuilding season. I think it was a squandered opportunity. We had a chance to re- – we were supposed to – we could have finished number one if we just didn't squander our opportunity. Yeah. Well, it happened. Uh, it, was, next, it was our division to lose, and we lost it. Our next game, Seahawks 21, Cardinals 20. This was a ball game all the way to the, to the end. It sucks for the Seahawks because, like, they won the game. They did what they had to, and just it doesn't matter. That's the way of the land. The way of the land, they missed the playoffs. Uh, they did hey, the Cardinals though. Yeah, hey man, it is what it is. I'd rather see, I'd rather have seen the Seahawks team than anybody in the NFC South, um, in the playoffs. But it is what it is, man. You can't be losing games. I think if they beat the Cowboys, it would have been a whole completely different ball game. And we would have been in this bitch Seahawks going to the playoffs, red hot lit. But they lost that game in very unconventional fashion. So. That's that was one of the catalysts for it. That's and I think it is what it is. That's gonna be my own catchphrase for this episode. It is what it is. Can't change nothing. I do nothing about it. I will say, people may ask, did Kyler Murray play good enough to keep his job? I'm gonna say, I don't know, but James Conner did. <laughs> <laughs> he kept it. He got his fucking job next year. James Conner ball. Next game, Packers, Bears. This is one of the big ones here. Jordan Love, when I said earlier to start this episode, this was some big games, roller coaster of a season, legacy games. This is who I was talking about when I said legacy games. This is the start of the Jordan Love era. We were skeptical at first. We we gave some highlight to it last episode. But we gotta have have to highlight it again. This man, first year starting, not his rookie season, but it could basically be it. Basically it is. Took the Packers to the playoffs with a slightly worse team, arguably, than what Aaron Rodgers had last year. And I didn't expect much of it. I think you had them finishing in the third or fourth in the division. I think I had Because the, the Gator got me over here from Bear Nation. Bear yeah. Nation. Yeah, I was in the same boat. Um, I think I had the Packers going uh, right above them, but who would have thought that they were having a winning season? In the playoffs, and is one of the hottest offenses, um, in the NFL. They really could put up honestly with anybody. I'm not saying that they're the best offense, but 
you said they give you a couple drives, and they've shown that these last few weeks. Like they're gonna give you four or five drives to put up points. Yeah, they they obviously they did their team that looked well and got better, and I don't think their defense was ever the focal point of winning games. I think they had a decent defense, and I think, but I always thought that they we expected more out of this. De- more out of this defense at points, especially, and then we were shocked when they traded Rashwell Douglas. So, like, I was never expecting this team to look great, but they put it together. Shout out Matt LaFleur. Shout out, um, they definitely made this made this shit work, and I actually want to see them play in the playoffs, because I think they could win a game, uh, depending on who they're matched up with. I think they played the, uh, the Cowboys. You can't say someone that's not an interesting ass matchup. You could see the Packers winning that game, and you can see the Cowboys winning that game. If it was out, if it was at home for the Packers, I could see them winning that game for sure. But we'll see what happens. We'll talk that next week. Next game, Chiefs Chargers. Chiefs secure division 13-12. Um, Chris Jones gets the sack to get his 1.5 million bonus, which honestly should have been given to him to begin with on his original contract if that, that should have gave him. Um, but I mean, he got his money. Shout out him, Harrison Buckner. Honestly, maybe the hottest kicker in the league. But also Cameron Dicker. This is literally both of their games. Like Cameron Dicker, who made the push for AFC kicker, uh, Pro Bowler. Harrison Buckner, same division. Like these are the. This is a battle. This is almost like two Pat McAfee's going at it type shit. Like this is Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, it was a kicker battle. Yeah. Yeah, didn't Harrison Butner kick like five or six field goals this game or something like that? I think he had four, but the uh, I think he had three, but the uh, other one had four, and the Chiefs scored a touchdown or some shit. I don't know, but it was 13 12, wasn't nothing crazy. Chiefs secured number three in the playoff AFC wise. Once again, division winner, Chiefs suck. Not Chiefs, uh, Chargers suck. Uh, Herb, no Herbert, no Magic. Um, Ain't really much to it other than like the Chiefs are still looking pretty bad going into the playoffs. Yeah, they don't look great. I said Super Bowl hangover because the Eagles also don't look great either. So I'm not gonna come with them looking crazy. If there's only any team that I felt like should have played starters for at least a majority of the game or half the game, it should have been the Chiefs. I think like this was a game that like it's a get right game. We're playing the fucking Chargers with that have no no star players anymore. They're hurt and. Instead yeah. of getting their starters right, they let them sit, and they're playing. Oh, the, yeah. They're playing the Dolphins next week, so that's gonna be the game. I can't wait. Hey, I would have let them sit, so I'm not gonna lie to you. Next one: Raiders Broncos, twenty four fourteen. Raiders end the season eight and nine. Broncos end the season eight and nine. Raiders had nothing to play for. Broncos had nothing to play for. Broncos had the champagne winning record to play for. Uh, didn't happen though. Raiders play a little bit of spoiler to that against a division rival. How do you feel about being a Bronco County owner? I mean, the Bronco County, they definitely came through. Did came through and did better than they were expected when it came to like the mid of the season and stuff like that. But I think this game was did mean something to the Raiders, and that's why they won it. I think they're behind Antonio Pierce. The fan base is behind Antonio Pierce. So winning this game was like a bro, don't fuck this up to the owner. Yeah, no, and I it, I think it was the Giants. I came out today and they said if the Raiders don't re-sign them, that's who they want as their defensive coordinator. Nice. 
Raiders have been buzzing, so like at least he knows that. Like, hey, the Raiders fumble it and don't get this shit correct and re-sign this guy. I don't know if you want the Giants defensive coordinator job. I don't know. I don't know. If that's something you're really jumping at. But if you don't get another, if at least you got somebody you can call if you need them. Yeah. As long as the Raiders don't fuck this up, they did it before. We've been talking all season about how you guys are said not to do it again. So don't fuck up. Would you – this is going to be a weird – this is a catch-22 question, Kev. If you was either a Raiders or Broncos GM, would y'all trade y'all's quarterback straight up just to see if it fucking fixes it? A Jimmy G Fuck. for Russell Wilson. But no, you can pay that Russell Wilson. You can pay that Russell Wilson. But Jimmy bag. G's getting that bag too. Like he's on it for the next three years. He's not getting the Russell Wilson bag, but it's not yeah, – it Russell Wilson is guaranteed. Like I don't think Jimmy G is making a bag bag like that for off on the bench. What because without well he might he is for sure, but like he's not making no thirty five million. Yeah, no, I know it's the levels to it, but it's still they both get in the bag for being backup quarterbacks now. Yeah. Next game, this was kind of ties into what we're talking about. Demarco Ryan's Giants beat the Eagles twenty seven ten. Talking about teams that are playing arguably their worst football heading into the playoffs, Eagles probably have to be at the top of that list. Um, they're yeah, five. They've only beat the Eagles in a nail biter two weeks ago. I mean, they only beat the Giants two weeks ago in a nail biter to follow up and get absolutely slaughtered by the same team two weeks later, twenty seven. Yeah, we're we're talking about the Jaguars being eight and three and finishing um eight nine and, and eight nine and eight. The Eagles being ten and one and finishing whatever they finished is much more. Because I remember I was very high on this Eagles team eleven for and a while. six. I was very high on this Eagles team for a while because they were just they were winning close, ugly games, but they were going through the butt saw. They were playing the Bills, they were playing this team, they were playing that team. But once they played that Ravens team, the shit was never the same. Yeah, and like they broke them, they showed like. And and was was it the Ravens? You mean the Forty ers When the Forty ers said, "Hey, we gave you all the yeah, the 49ers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it, they played the Ravens too, though. Did they play the Ravens? You might. Be, I thought no, the Forty ers played I, the. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the 49ers spanked them, and they lost. They, they yeah. lost to the Forty ers and then the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and then Cardinals, and then the Giants to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah. Once, once we, once they lost to the Cardinals, that's when we were like, "Oh, this isn't good." <laughs> I, mean, I think that plus twelve, but yeah, no. But the Giants, the rapper, I'm in the chat with Lonnie and Corey, and you can only, bro. This was the, the all the shit. One's a Giants fan, one's a Eagles fan. The all the season, all the shit. Oh, one y'all paid Daniel Jones. Oh, Jalen Hurts is a fraud. Oh, I and mean, then with Jalen Hurts is an MVP convo that then even Cam Newton's catching strays for uh, being uh, he's not as good as Jalen Hurts. Oh, if you're a P- Panthers fan like Marcus, like, and then for it all to be capped off with the shitty quarterback play and the team play out of this Eagles these last few weeks, and then to lose to this Giant squad, oh my god, oh my god, right? I was watching; it was getting ugly in the chats for uh, the Eagles fans. You can't hide yeah. back no more. No more excuses. They might be the worst <laughs> team heading into the playoffs right now. Oh yeah, they definitely are for sure. Momentum is not is not there. There's not much to do. They're not they're not comfortable. They're not doing anything great. 
But it's up to them to change that. They have um a decent matchup first round hey, against the Bucks. AJ Brown might not play. He his leg injury. He might like he was grabbing at his leg for a while before he walked off the field. I don't know if he's playing or not, but it looked like a, a fucking senior, a significant uh, significant injury. And then Jalen Hurts literally like broke his finger. That shit was popped um on his throwing hand. So like he's probably gonna play through it, but still like. The injury and then Devontae Smith didn't play last game um either. So like the injuries are there right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully they can fucking figure it out. But right now they don't look well at all. And then our final game on the slate was I believe this is the final game. Oh no, it's not. But one of our last games is the Rams beating the 49ers 21-20. Rams secured their division. Not division. Rams secured a playoff spot, going ten and seven. Um, not a bad season for a team no one expected much from. And 49ers, they're another team that's kind of stumbling their way into the finish line. They still are number one team in the NFL or number one team in the NFC, but they're not playing their best ball right now. It looks like it was their backups. So I mean, it was Sam Darnold them, but still. Yeah, I mean. I suppose I wasn't stressing this game at all. Um, I'm shocked that the Rams only won by one point. Um, Puka Nakua, shout out him. He broke the records and all that good stuff. We know he was going to do that. So now Matthew Stafford has another accolade on this shit. He has the fucking greatest receiving. Uh, yeah, he, right, like his resume would be like, this is what I've accomplished for other people. Goes crazy. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, he's done some shit. So, like, that's pretty cool to add that to it. Maybe this is what gets him into the Hall of Fame. But, um, yeah, I mean, let's see what this Rams team that looks like next week because I think they've been playing some great football the last few um the last few weeks as well. They're real nice and hot. And the 49ers, let's make sure that they just don't come in dry. Like, you got us, you got a lot of weeks in between. So let's see what the, let's see how they look when they come back in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, no, they really do. Like Rams, him taking on the Lions this upcoming, like that's not a game where, like I don't know, like I know it's in Detroit. There's gonna be a lot of Stafford fans in that motherfucker field. Like, oh that, yeah, like that is like that's gonna be a game where it's not out of the round where they're gonna like not win. Like they kind of they have a good chance of winning that game. Um, but there's a couple storylines heading into next week that I can't can't wait for. Like Baker. Like what if we get like a Browns versus Bucks Super Bowl? And we got like fucking Baker going up against the Browns. Stop it. <laughs> Something all wild shit. I know. But yeah. They beat the 49ers with backups. I think that they still put up 20, which showed you that's the Shanahan system. They're gonna get points. But like it definitely wasn't Brock Purdy leading the show. Elijah Mitchell didn't stay though. Oh yeah. As a starter, he he definitely looked nice. It definitely showed, like, hey, if uh, we don't have CMC, we can still we 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 can still run this thing. Get Cowboys thirty-eight, Commanders ten, never in doubt. Yeah, I was say as they should. Shout out CD Lamb, that boy finna get. Hey, hey, hey. Too bad he wasn't the number one uh, receiver this year. Tyreek ends with number one. On a couple less games, as I know, like who's the big dog of the NFL? But yeah, CD, CD, and Dak are honestly the best two NFC. Like, who's playing better quarterback in the NFC right now, other than Dak? And then same thing, who's playing better wide receiver 
than CD Lamb in the NFC. And then who's the best tandem? Yeah. Justin Jeff Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins looking like wait till we come back. <laughs> no, for real. But like other than that, he was Jordan Love's playing a great quarterback, but like he has a he doesn't have a true number one receiver. Ooh. Tank Dell heard that's looking like you lucky I'm in the AFC. <laughs> Nico Collins, you mean? Yeah. One ninety five. Yeah. And then our final game. The game I've been avoiding. Dolphins. I can talk about it first. So I was like, oh, he wants to talk about this last. Dolphins losing 14-21 in Miami to the Buffalo Bills, which ends our season in the wild card instead of the division winner, which now belongs to the Buffalo Bills. Shout out Josh Allen, Josh Allen and them boys. But now we're on the road for every game. Josh Allen and them go from – what the fuck's going on in Buffalo? Josh Allen's playing the worst football of his career to, oh, just another season that Josh Allen and them boys handle business. Yeah, I mean, I would hate for, like, people to sit there and just think, like, oh, Josh Allen is phenomenal. I think that this team played a better second half. They won, they won the first half, and you can't win the game in the first half. You can't win the game in the second half, though. And I think it was just a tail two outs. But Josh Earl Allen throwing those two picks early was not a good look. Tua did it too, though. That was the worst part. It was like Tua threw the first one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who threw the first one. But like, I remember just seeing these teams go back and forth. Because I was like, all right, these teams played well. But both of these teams, I don't think, did the best they could do to win. They This is exactly how I want to see them looking in the playoffs if I have these teams expecting to do big things in the playoffs. I just think that Tua looked a lot. Um, this defense got on their ass pretty much. And, like, those last um, few plays was crazy. Like, that's it. Because the way that they were playing the defense, I was really locked in on this um, the last few um, – the last drive. And they're playing three safeties, Jordan Poyer, Michael Hyde, and that dude Taylor Rapp. So, Taylor Rapp, on the second to last play, he fucking kills Tyree Kill. He's like, yeah, but you're not getting this. Blue, blurred Tyree Blue his ass up. Yeah, and then as well as he was going for the ball at the same time, so it just looked great. And then the sec- next play, he gets the fucking interception on on the whole last other side, and I was like, oh, I just think that this team just knew that's where the ball was going because he didn't play, like he didn't even play the route, like he jumped the fuck out the route so fast. This is one of those games that like this is team just knew what you guys were going to do, and I think this is what scares me about the Dolphins. I don't know how figured out you guys are. But a lot last year at this point in the season, everybody was saying, yeah, we have the Dolphins figured out. But they didn't have Tua. And now you guys have Tua, you guys have Tyreek, and motherfuckers are screaming that they got you figured out. But you guys also have Jalen Waddle. You also were missing a few more pieces on the um, – right. obviously you guys have a few more strength. So, Ooh. like, it is what it is. This isn't you guys at full strength, but it does make us ask the question, is Mike McDaniel's um, system, is his offense that just something that you can figure out by the end of the season? Where we didn't have so like so Waddle was out, Raheem Morster. Morster twenty one touchdowns on the season. I think that's a big fucking deal. Yes, that's a touchdowns fucking is a fucking the record is twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. The record's twenty eight. Like that's a lot of fucking Jay, touchdowns. Dan Waddle has played only fourteen games this season and he still has over a thousand yards and he's still top twenty 
He's only like 10 yards behind Devontae Smith and Chris, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, two of the best number two wide receivers in the NFL. But, yeah, he has three less games than both of them because he's been hurt these last couple of weeks. Just to, like, put in perspective, like, yeah, I think missing Waddle and Moore starts a big fucking deal. And then I think missing Bradley Chubb, who's on the IR, Jalen Phillips, who's on the IR, Connor Williams, starting center, one of the best centers in the league, on the IR, Isaiah Wynn, our rotational left tackle, on the IR, fucking Xavier Howard was out on the game. Cameron Good, linebacker, out on the game. Jerome Baker, starting linebacker, our best linebacker, out because of this game and probably going to be out for the rest of the season. Andrew Van Geekel, who's going to be out next week now because of what happened this game where he got hurt and was our last fucking pass rusher. Yeah, I think all these injuries are fucking hurting us. So for people that are talking about, oh, Mike McDaniel – this offense is not working no more. The defense is getting beat up. It's like, yeah, whenever all these key fucking players are hurt leading into the last couple of weeks of the season, and then on the last game of the season, a few of them get added to the IR list. Now we're going to play the Chiefs without Van Geekle, without Jerome Baker. Hopefully, Waddle will be back. Hopefully, we'll get Jalen Ramsey back. And we're not going to have the other seven starters already named. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I wasn't really um coming at you guys in the sense that um it was figured out. I just, I'm just saying in general, a lot of people are talking like, oh, yeah, this Dolphins team are frauds. It's like, bro, do you not see these injuries we have right now? Just because we have Tyreek and Tua doesn't mean the rest of the team isn't hurt. Yeah, I think um I just look at this as – what are you guys going to do come these playoffs? Because this game, this team was this game was a uh, this game was a game that you guys could have won. It was in the first yeah. half, you guys definitely won. So Clean up on the turnovers. The defense put yeah. us in positions to win. With Christian Wilkins made that crazy forced fumble plus fumble recovery midair. Like, yeah, and I think you guys only lost because this team just knows you guys. So that's why, like, I'm like, does this team know you guys, or is this going to be um? Or is this one of those systems that are more figured out? But at the end of the day, I think what comes down, what it really comes down to with you guys, and um, is just um, I think just that communication, that communication without thinking, without talking. Like there's been like, for example, like I think it's been like two games in a row where Tyreek Hill has like an egregious drop, but it's more feels like it doesn't feel like he's yeah. dropping it because just it just feels like he just didn't know the ball was coming yet. Like you feel me? Like, I don't know. Like, there's just, like, little things that you guys can do and fine-tune, and you guys are the number two team in the AFC. Like, that's all I look at it as. I honestly – so that was the next thing. This is the last thing, too, really. Uh, for a non-Dolphins fan, someone is not biased, because I know my answer to this. Your peer eyes looking at this, how do you feel? Would you rather be at home – Number two seed taking on the Buffalo Bills, which are a good team, or on the road to take on this Kansas City team that's kind of been one of the worst teams leading into the playoffs, just like the Eagles and uh, other teams. You but you rather be the home team? Oh, for sure. You guys play way better at home. No, I know we play better at home, but I'm just saying, like matchup wise, like. We wouldn't have to yeah. throw the Ravens or the Bills. Like, yeah, 
I think um I, when I'm that's the only reason why I think you guys should have won this game. Like I was just like, do you guys are do you guys aren't the healthiest right now? And I don't think this you want to go straight into having to deal with um this fucking um. Yeah, I don't think you guys want to go straight down. The deal, think about, like, think about how how would you feel, Kevin, if like the game you played against the Saints this week, right? But y'all win that game; it's close as fuck, twenty-one seventeen. And then y'all got to play the Saints the next week in Atlanta. Would you feel how confident? Because this is another divisional game. Like, do you, I, I, I know me personally. It's kind of like, man, it's a coin flip every fucking time we play. Like, I'm not as confident versus. Oh, we're playing someone outside of the division. We're we're the better team on paper. Yeah, I mean, my answer is probably going to stay the same. I would much rather take that second seed at home, like that, yeah. that game at home. I'd take that game at home. And, I'd much rather and, play the Chiefs than the Bills right now. But yeah, I was about to say I would rather play the Chiefs than the Bills. I just would much rather take that home game, like that home game with you guys. I would have taken that. Because there's no way you guys are moving to the Bills two weeks in a row at home, and this time with a with a healthier offense. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's, it's, I asked the question just to get an un, unbiased opinion on. I know what I'm picking right now, but it's also because that's the scenario I'm in. So maybe I'm just looking at it like, <laughs> this is what the cards dealt me. I like it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun playoff. I mean, I do feel um pretty good um watching this game because I was just like, oh, this is me versus Paul because we both we we both picked um the other and um to win the division. So I was like, all right, this is number one versus number one. Who gets it? And I got standards. nothing but respect. I got nothing but respect for um the Dolphins team. But I like the fact that the Bills they were able to um stay in this game and win this game because I believe that first half did not prove them. But Josh Allen's just back to running the ball, 50, 15 carries, 67 yards, averaging 4.5 yards a carry. Dawson Knox, he always gets him a random touchdown. So he got that one touchdown. That was good. What did James Cooks do? Oh, not a damn thing. Yeah, yes. no, we stopped. But, it was really hurts. Hurt, not hurts. Um, Allen, he had like 300 passing yards and then like 60 rushing yards on top of it. Like, it was like right. 400 total offensive yards. I forgot they put Leonard Fournette in, but if Leonard, we might have we might Bro, get his playoff. old ass was fucking popping there. <laughs> yeah, his playoff, we might get a playoff Lenny appearance, so we can see what happens. But Week 18 was lit, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole fucking season. Yeah, I enjoyed everybody that tuned in this week, this season. This was fucking great. I was definitely half asleep most of the season. As you can see, I'm awake now. I figured out my shit for the playoff, just in time for the playoffs. So it was nice, man. Good ass season. Well. I wish you was with me for the wild card, Kev. It was it, y'all had a great season. The Dolphins, I'm not too confident, but I'm gonna get my. We're, I'm gonna make a few calls, get the team right, and hopefully next next week. What is it? Uh, wild card week? Is it next week or is it? Do we have a week off? No, it's next week. It's next week. Okay, and there is Saturday games and Sunday games, so we'll be back for. Uh, the wild card weekend. Everybody get their picks ready. We'll be there. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Thank you for watching to the end. Let us hear down in the comment section what y'all thought on the year, what y'all thought on these coach firings, and what y'all thought about how the last week just went, whether your team made it, whether your team played spoiler. We'd love to hear about it.
I'm Paul Picker, one of them. Join with Kevin, Waterboy Savoy. If y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.